Hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me so I can spend a little time with you and help you with your writing, with your blogging, with your brands, and with all of the adventures you are planning to take into the new year. Right now, if you are listening to the show live, we are live every Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. You and I and everyone else, we're sitting here right away waiting for our holidays. And we've had our first one in the U.S., the Thanksgiving holiday, where we enjoy some of the most scrumptious food we can find We do it with friends or we do it with an intimate one, and some people do it alone, and they have joyful, wonderful times. Right here on Story You Talk Radio, I've really dedicated the last few and the upcoming shows to helping you have a really relaxing and extraordinary holiday. There's all kinds of ways you can carve that out for yourself. Recently, we had a show to help you with possibly just a little nagging habit of procrastinating. Because if you procrastinate, that can really get in the way of having a great holiday. You can go back and take a look at our podcasts and you will see that listed as October 28th. The cure to procrastination, the gall of me to think that I know the cure, but I really think I do. If you just lean in to what's going on in your subconscious and listen to those messages, you'll know right away that those messages that are keeping you stuck in procrastination are old. And what you need to do is to get a little help. So you can pop up into your conscious mind, get some new messages going, start to create new grooves, and before you know it, procrastination won't be your thing, and you'll be grooving right along with your holidays. I also got really up close and personal on November 9th, and I talked to you about preventative care to support you during your holidays. And this was really the look at stress and how you don't wait for the, you know, the food fight to happen with stuffing and egg rolls and all those fun things. But you go into these gatherings mentally and heartfelt, filled up and ready to be with your people. Sometimes this takes a little conscious work but I bring you my life coaching skills and help you with that. Today is no different. We're diving into some holiday fun with a guest, a client, an author. And this book that we are introducing to you today is something that I think you will definitely enjoy over the holidays, but it is not a holiday book. It is a fun, light, lovely book to read. It is by my guest, Diana Scalia, and it is called The Bump Clause. And the subtitle, I think, is adorable. 
Destined Collisions, and Other Love Stories. So we're going to be getting into that on the show. I'll be bringing Diana on for you to meet. And I would love for you to think about calling in and talking to us. We're going to have a nice conversation here, really looking at what it's like to just expect good things to happen. That's the title of today's show. What is it like? Well, the the title of today's show is Expecting Good Things to Happen. But ask yourself, what is it like to be that person that anticipates good things are right around the corner for me? Good things might even be right here in front of me. But if you're not expecting them, I'll tell you this, you just might miss them. I've spent a lot of years missing great things that were a breath away from me, but I just wasn't looking at them. I just didn't have my eyes open. I wasn't anticipating that a difficult day could quickly turn in to my good favor. So Diana, I think, is a real master of this. She is an author. She wrote the book Angel Food. You might remember this book from the 90s. She is a kitchen mystic and medicine woman. She is a world-class traveler, especially to Europe, if you ask me. She's a woman that knows how to have blessed journeys, and she really turns her encounters into little life lessons that open up her heart, and bring her a lot of joy. I think she has a great way of being present to life. And one thing she said to me recently is, Debbie, I think life is rigged in my favor. Now imagine what it would be like to walk around holding that belief. That would give you a lot of peace. So I wanted to invite my client, my friend, and the lovely, lovely Diana to come here and talk to you about what it is like to expect good things to happen to you. Well, welcome to the show, Diana. How are you today? Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Um, As you know, um, and some of the people perhaps listening, I'm leaving for um, Paris tomorrow. I'm flying to France, flying to Paris, where I'll start a three-month stay in France. I'll be back in February. So um, you and I spoke about how this was such a great idea to do the show today. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to remain as calm as I possibly can with um, with that looming. But um, But like you just reminded me, I'm trusting that everything will be just fine. And I'm really, really delighted to be here for this time with you. Thank you. Mm, And I do appreciate you making time the day before you're doing international travel. That was definitely my idea. (laughs) Definitely my idea, moving it along. But I think I wanted to do this because you have a really soulful approach to traveling. You have a very soulful approach to being in all new situations, and relaxing your way into them. So I'm just, I'm really curious, was this something that somebody influenced to you, or is it something you had to learn the hard way? What can you tell me about your travel practices? 
Um, thank you for asking. Um, my father had wanderlust. Uh, and he was, um, you know, the father of five children. And we we went camping because he, you know, we camped as a family for years because he wanted he wanted to see places and he wanted us to ex- have that experience. So when I, when I was 11, we drove to <laughs> drove from Southern California all the way up to Vancouver Island in Canada, um, station wagon, five children, a dog, two parents. Um, and we landed in Seattle, my first experience in Seattle. And, um, and we thought this was kind of mad, but my mom told us later, you know, she said we couldn't afford to go on big vacation, you know, more luxurious vacations. And we wanted your children, we wanted you children to experience new things. Yeah. And so that was kind of where it began. My sister was a foreign exchange student. Younger sister was a foreign exchange student to Australia when she was 16. And I think that probably had a big influence on me because she came back from that trip. So just so uh, sophisticated, I guess, oh, you know, like yeah. a country, most people had never even really heard of. And then I went to Australia three years later when I graduated from university and spent three months there. So that was, I just, I remember like planning that trip planning to go. And this was before the internet. So everything had to be like, I wrote to the Australian tourist commission and said, will you send me things? They sent me like a whole bucket of brochures and magazines and la la la. And I remember my mom saying to me, aren't you scared? And I go like, of what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I actually fell madly in love there. That's one of the stories in my book. Um, and my God, everything worked out so beautifully. So I think probably because I started that kind of international practice when I was only 21, 22 years old, it's just stayed with me. I just, I don't, I never travel without trusting that everything's going to be fine because that's how things work for me. I guess it's just my, my way of looking at, my way of looking at it. Yeah, and I really love that you dove in feet first with your father's example, his wanderlust. And that that's such a beautiful word. You know, we don't use it, it enough. That's my travel savings account is called wanderlust. Oh, yeah. there you go. There yeah. you go. And when we when we have that idea in our youth, it's almost as if whenever we travel then we will travel with our youth leading us, you know, we stay, we stay young with those sort of things. Um, I love this quote from uh, James Clear. He wrote the book Atomic Habits, and he said, you are not the cause of everything that happens to you, but you are responsible for how you respond to everything that happens to you. And I mean, I have been traveling many times in my life where I've just noticed people who are coming undone every single second. And yet yeah. you and I have done a little traveling together and we had a lovely time, right? Yeah. We were just That's... in it for the adventure. Yeah, I think that that quote is really a code that I live by, that I I am perfectly convinced now that the secret to life is how you respond <laughs> is mm-hmm. how you respond to things and um 
my website is called dianascalia.com. And on the very first um, home pen, the homepage, it, there's the roomy quote, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor, because I love living by that code. And then when I um, begin to write about my page and my, my site, I say, people tell me that I live in unicorn land. And, um, you know, because I think you're so like, you know, you have your head in the pink sand, la, la, la. And I, I kind of take that as a compliment. You should. <laughs> I kind of take that as a compliment. And I think that what happens in unicorn land is sometimes things go tilt. And then our code in unicorn land is how am I going to respond to this? And as our dear friend and mentor, Alan Cohen says, how am I going to spin this in my favor? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I adopted this last summer when I was in France, where I had like one thing after another go tilt. And I looked in the, the mirror um, in the morning as I lost a contact lens, my last contact lens. And I looked in the mirror and said, seriously, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> and then I took a breath and I said, hmm, how am I going to, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to, how am I going to, how are you going to show me how to spin this in my favor? And the rest of the day unfolded nicely. The week went on to be incredibly beautiful um, with a celebration dinner that Friday night because Bump Claws came out. I was having dinner with my family there and we had a nice bottle of wine to celebrate Bump Claws. I didn't know it was going to be released that day, but everything from that moment on started spinning in my favor. And it's, it's, to me, it's just a matter of choice. It's a matter of, of choice. Yes, yes. And when we feel aligned with choice, we get really creative and we start sharing it. It's just, it's just a natural thing that humans do. It's like you can't keep it inside. There's a natural human desire to share when we know our choices create more and more and more for us. So that said, I would love to introduce people before we go to our first break here in about three minutes, I'd love to introduce people to your blog, which is in French, and you can tell us a little about it and what inspired the title of it. Okay, so my blog is called La Vie en Magenta because I think <laughs> it's not not unusual for me to see life through deep pink rose-colored glasses. And my whole website is very magenta-y colored and in that color, hot pink, because it's my favorite color from the time I was about eight years old. And I think that um, la vie en rose means life, you know, life through life, um, rose, la vie en rose is what life Life in Rose, in, in, in Pink, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a Edith, Edith Piaf song. Anyway, um, really beautiful about Paris. And what happened for me was I was um, doing some, I was in the UK last year before I spent three months in France, two months in France. And I I was asking for signs. I was asking my angels, what is this trip about for me? What what do I have to look forward to? And I just got this in, this curious message, like, look for things in deep pink. Look for things. And I thought, okay. So everywhere I was in London and everywhere I went, I found it's like, I call like spots of um, having trouble thinking of words right now. Um, Mm. Like dots of magenta, you know, like Uh magenta flowers. And my friend Liddy in Paris, when I was staying in Paris, brought me a bouquet of flowers. The first night she came to my apartment for dinner and they were in this deep pink color. And that was before she knew anything about Lovey and Magenta. So she was the one that we talked that night about. She said, you, you 
have these wonderful encounters. I met somebody at the fish market. I met somebody at the the bakery. She says, you should write stories about this, like your little adventures in Paris and all these people you meet and the recipes that you're cooking while you're here and where you're, you know, going, going to see where you're going on your little field trips and all. Um, I'm seeing that it's 20 past. Should we stop and I can come back after that, Debbie? <laughs> well, I'm just loving that you and Lindy hooked up and she really, she really inspired you to once again go to the printed page, go to your computer, and share your words. So, my dear listeners, we're going to have more words with Diana. We got to take our first break right here, but stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you have a topic to bring to Story You Talk Radio? I'm Coach Debbie, and I would love to talk to you. Right now, you can pre-book a self-sponsored show. Maybe you are a brand new author. Perhaps you are a coach in a particular area. Let's talk about your brand. Just reach out to me, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. I will send you all of the details. Let me help you be successful in 2024. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special simply go to coachdebbie.com that's coach d-e-b-b-y coachdebbie.com as a subscriber you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence bringing good vibes to the puget sound and the world alternative talk 1150 Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you are here so we can spend a little time together with your writing, your brand creation, your blogging, whatever you are doing to honor the life you are living. Today we are talking about expecting good things to happen. It's one thing to believe in the hit and the miss and, oh, maybe my wishes will come true and all of that. But what would it be like to actually put your feet solid on the ground and expect, I'm going to have a good day here, or expect that travel ticket is on its way to me, expecting that you're just about to meet someone that's going to change you alter your life in one of the best ways imaginable. What if you expected that? I think for many people, this is the way that people get into vision boards and really dreaming with the quantum field and moving time and space so that it comes closer and closer and faster 
into their real life existence. When I expect good things to happen, they do. When I forget, oh lordy, I just have no idea what kind of day you're going to get. But I have brought on the show today one of the experts, if you ask me, on believing that your life is rigged in your favor. Now, just a side note here, if you're liking what you're hearing today as Diana and I talk together, Diana is someone from my community of uh, the heroines. It is the women's group. We are opening doors to the public. You have to qualify just a little bit. There will be a few questions to make sure that we are all going to resonate well together. But if you are a woman who is doing some writing for 2024 and you're feeling like you'd like to be in a spiritual group with women, you want to get some advice around your writing, let alone your own moon cycles and mystical ways of showing up, by goodness, I hope you consider joining us. You can reach out to me by way of email. That's Debbie at CoachDebbie.com to find out about my early bird special for jumping in to the heroin salon, and that is for 2024. If you don't think you want to commit to a whole year, consider first three months or the first six months. So let's get back to talking to Diana because she just wrote this book called The Bump Clause. Now, I was very curious when I first heard this, what all is the bump clause about? Can you give us just a tiny little intro, Diana, of what you were thinking when you titled your book, The Bump Clause? Well, The Bump Clause is a, a little bit of a radical way of looking at life because I believe, and this is the way The Bump Clause was introduced to me, is that we, um, some of us believe that we sign um, pre-incarnation soul contracts before we come to earth. And we um, we choose things like our family, our coworkers, our colleagues, our, I don't know, community, our neighborhood, our neighbors maybe. Um, and we also quite possibly choose some romantic partners or mm. we choose our romantic partners or um, in my book, what I've done is taken this in sort of a, a humorous way and have explained that the bump clause is a, a type of pre-soul contract we sign that says we're going to bump into someone in life and experience um, a soul experience, have a soul experience together. So we're going to learn something together. We're going to have fun together. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And my book is 70 stories of how I did that. For a number of years, for a number of years, from the time I was sixteen years old, mm-hmm. so that's what the bump clause is. And I really love that you have a lightness in your style as you write, but you also have a storytelling quality. For the person that says, you know, I love a good story, but I have a real hard time committing to a three hundred page book. The bump clause is for you. Because you can have a wonderful experience in just six little paragraphs. Diane's done this amazing job of taking 
experiences and a little lesson that came from it and sussing it down into a really sweet story. And I can tell you that as I was reading through this and she was speaking about how she wanted to release the bump clause into the world and and allow it to be published, one of the things I noticed about Diana is that she believes that to a certain extent, we sign up for people. And I, I love this about you. I think it takes a very mature and secure person to open their heart to this. But I also think you have a great way of talking about it. Share with us just a little bit this notion that there are certain people that we are bound to meet at some point in life. I think, I think for me, I can speak only really from my own experience. Yeah. It, it, I think that if I, if I could guess that I signed up for this or we signed, you know, the, the person and I, it was usually, I'm always a man in these stories. We signed up for this. We agreed that we would bump into each other to learn something or to have a, you know, have an experience together. It just made a lot of things a lot more things make a lot more sense is yeah. the way I like to describe it. Um, I mean, I even, I even started thinking about soul contracts when I was um, I worked in technology before I ever became a chef and it was just really a hellish experience. And then I realized that maybe we contracted this kind of thing, my bosses and I, and I was ready to move on in life. And if I didn't clearly, I wasn't making any headway, for that. So they made it miserable so that I basically kicked myself out. I mean, it was the only way that I could make sense of all that pain I went through in that, in that career. So when it came to romance, I thought that makes sense. If I can guess that, you know, I needed to grow in this way, or I needed to grow in that way. These people were, you know, bumped into me on the path and there I was with an, you know, an, an opportunity to learn what I needed to learn at that time. Mm-hmm. And what it did at the, at, you know, throughout the book, I became more and more and more and more discerning about the type of man I want to be with, how I want to feel, what, you know, I would like for him to offer what I would like to offer him. That was really what the bum clause journey appeared to be about for me. Yeah, very nice. I don't think you have, Diana, personally, I don't think you've ever had the chance to meet my client, Aaliyah. But I was telling her about your book and just this whole notion of soul contracts. I sent her a couple of little excerpts from your book. And she wrote in yesterday and said, uh, her name is Aaliyah. She wrote in yesterday and said, when you have your author on the show tomorrow, I wonder if you might pause to ask this question on my behalf. Me only being 30 years old and having five older brothers. Can you imagine? Having five, (laughs) five older brothers. I have never had it easy when it came to love. In fact, I thought I would be married by now. But when I read these stories from your author, I started to feel a little more comfortable that my fortune, 
Hmm, what is this word? I think you mean future. I think it's a little typo. Can't believe right. my future was in hands bigger than my own. I've always trusted that my brothers would lead me, but that hasn't always been the case, at least in my life being the one that was born so much later than everyone else. Could you ask your author, how is it that she trusts in the people she meets that she is having the experience? I'm sorry, we got some typos going on here. <laughs> that she is having the experience that was named for her. Oh, named for her. Okay, I get this. So Aaliyah and I were talking about that. I was saying to her recently, sometimes experiences that don't make sense to us when they're happening were really named for us or really meant okay. for us. And I said to her, you know, Diana, an author I've been working with, is a pro at this. She's great okay. at looking back on her experiences and just understanding that this all fits into life. So would you be willing to just expand on this for Aaliyah? Things that are named for you. I think, um, you know, I, I kind of wrote the book intuitively because it wasn't really my idea to write, to write this book. <laughs> I did not sit around and think about, wow, I should write a book called The Bump Closet. It came to me, the idea came to me, I swear, in like the middle of the night. And I said, yeah, great idea. I'm going back to sleep. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Kept hearing these messages. And then they said, we'll help you write this. So I said, all right, yeah. fine. And, and then I just kind of really cranked it out um, quite quickly. But what was tricky for me was as I, as I made a list of all the stories I was going to write, and I began to write them and recall these experiences. I I had to wonder sometimes what what happened here, what was this? What was the point? Yeah. And they told me what the point was. Yes. So I think what I would say to young Aaliyah is that and I love that she's thirty years old asking these brilliant questions because um, I I wasn't really asking them at that hour. Um, I think I think trusting your guidance, trusting your intuitive, your divine guidance to help you understand is probably the best way to, to get why, why something happened or what this person was doing here, why this was named for you. I can't really tell her why things are named for her or not, but her inner wisdom can tell her yeah. and they can help that inner wisdom will help her make sense of lots of things, including why she is in a family with five men. That's so interesting. Five older brothers and what that might've taught her about men. And this is something that I feel really, really blessed in my own life about because my dad was a great man. My brothers are great men. And a lot of people didn't grow up with that that profile in their family. So a lot of women I'll speak for. Um, so when they go to meet men, they have these experiences that I didn't have because I came from a family with a great dad and great brothers. Mm -hmm. So depending on what her relationship has been with her father and her brothers, that will have a little bit of a, a coloring of how she meets men and what type of men she meets. But again, it's a lot to go into now, but if she if she can tap into her intuition, she'll be guided 
all along the way. And she'll be, I want to say she'll be surprised in, in really joyful ways if she partners with her intuition on this. Mm, I love that word partnering, partnering yeah. with your intuition, partnering with your soul, partnering with your guidance. Uh, Aliyah and I have talked about the fact that she being born eight years after the brother closest to her in age, it was almost as if her oldest brother was more like a parent, you right, know, right. than because here she came into the family later on and like, he, here I am. <laughs> you can yeah, have a daughter yeah. too. And yeah. how lovely to have these five brothers that are like, oh, wow, we all have a baby sister, you know. Um, I also think that for many of us, on the contrary, who did not have an older brother or an older sister, and we had to figure out what does it look like to relax and travel or relax and date or relax and go and get a new job. We don't have a sibling right there, you know, just a few years older than you or several years older than you telling you how to do it. It can be scary. It can also be scary if you have a sibling just a few years older that's a stressed out mess because they're going to pass on what they know. Now, I think all of this is extremely important at holiday times because whatever's going on the first 11 months of the year is going to get cranked up the last month. You know, right. it, it not that your experience, too, at the holiday tables that, you know, whatever conversations are going on in March, you know, just stuff a little adrenaline and that's what you can expect uh, at holiday. <laughs> yeah. It's it's curious, and and then everything just from in my experience, I'm really emotional. Everything is just magnified. Yeah. So if, if you know, my mom passed away in the fall, my brother just passed away. So so emotions are intensified, and sadness is kind of blown out, and you know, so it it's it's tricky business. Yeah. It but is. I think I think for me personally, my my higher self, my my intuitive guidance is what I, what I've, what saved me, what has saved me in all circumstances. So I just lean into that. And like I said, if this young lady is, is already being coached and taught that that's where the answers are, she's ahead of a lot of people. She's got, she's got an edge on, on a lot of us out there. That's right. Go Aaliyah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Coaching is good. <laughs> Yeah, sign up for my mailing list. Go to dianascalia.com and sign up on my mailing list. I'd love to get to know you better. And and I'm just going to do a shout out for your heroin salon. If anyone is merely thinking of being a part of our heroin salon, then please, please sign up. I highly recommend it. Mm, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes, we have early bird specials going on through December. You do have to qualify. There's just a couple of questions, but it's all so that we can get along and partner so well together. To learn more about that, you want to go to Debbie at CoachDebbie.com, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com, or you can head right over to my website, which is CoachDebbie.com, and click on Connect. Anytime you do that, the forms you fill out, the the news you send, it comes straight to me. 
doesn't go to an assistant first and nobody nobody looks through it to decide if it's going to get to me it comes straight to me and i apply uh 24 to 48 hours to my reply to you might take 24 hours might take 48 but i will get back to you and i would love to find out what is going on for you we have one more little break we have to take here but we're going to talk about beginnings and endings When we come back, this is juicy stuff, so stay tuned. Do you have a topic to bring to Story You Talk Radio? I'm Coach Debbie, and I would love to talk to you. Right now, you can pre-book a self-sponsored show. Maybe you are a brand new author. Perhaps you are a coach in a particular area. Let's talk about your brand. Just reach out to me, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. I will send you all of the details. Let me help you be successful in 2024. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special simply go to coachdebbie.com that's coach d-e-b-b-y coachdebbie.com as a subscriber you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence you found us maybe you've been guided to listen alternative talk 1150 Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you are here. You know, we are here every single Thursday. We give you a live show, 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We offer the encore of the show on Friday mornings for your commute. And that's early, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m., perhaps after your first Zoom meeting or so, on the Eastern Coast. We have podcasts made. Uh, Eric does an excellent job of creating the podcasts after these shows. They are on your favorite platforms, and I do love it when you subscribe and you leave me a little review. You know, it does help me out, and it allows me to continue to do this show something that gives me great joy, and I hope it helps you have a lovely week. We are talking today, as we have been talking for the last couple weeks, ways to help you with your holidays. Today is about expecting good things to happen. And I brought on who I think is the perfect person to talk about this, Diana Scalia is an author, a chef, a world traveler. She is someone who believes that life is rigged in her favor. And this requires a certain spiritual connection to believe in this and to walk in this. 
and to travel with this. Doesn't mean that we get it right every single minute, but it means that most of the time we're thinking, yeah, I can relax in life. I can go with the flow. And that makes me think about the idea that we often get really excited about things that begin, but we're not so happy about things when they end. In fact, many of us think that an ending means that something went wrong. Now, I learned a lot about endings just being held by a higher energy when I was reading Diana's book. I felt like she had a lot of insight about beginnings and endings. So, Diana, I think that while you were looking back on some of your experiences, you might say, you know, I didn't have the insight while it was going on. It came later. But what can you share with us about this notion that beginnings and endings are just part of this whole thing that life is rigged in our favor? I was having a conversation with someone about the pages of our of our life story. Um, and I said, we don't know what's written on those on the pages in the next chapter, but but spirit knows our herself, our divine self, our God, our goddess knows what's on those pages. And it's 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 could be tricky business, but it can also be strengthened. That practice can be strengthened by trust and practicing that trust, which is what what I've done. I feel like I've done. So um, sometimes we don't, something begins and we don't, we think this is amazing. It's going to go this way. I remember when I was younger, um, women used to say, my friends, I used to say, isn't it fun to write your name and the last name of the guy that you're dating? Like, did you ever <laughs> do that? You write your name with his last name. I did name. it all the time. And so even a woman who was like in her fifties told me this when she was dating a new man, I still write my name after, you know, his name after my name. And we, we have it, we think we know how this is going to go. And then it, it doesn't go that way or it does go that way. But if it doesn't go that way, we think, well, what happened here? This wasn't the way it was supposed to go. And when I hear this from people, I think, well, it was the way it was supposed to go because that's how it went. And you don't know what the bigger story is. There was a a beautiful quote I heard a long time ago that said, there's a landscape bigger than the one we see. Mm -hmm. And I always remember that when something goes tilt and I think, what? Why (laughs) didn't this work out? Why did it have to go like this? I'm thinking, because I don't even know what's coming next. And I think that's what beginnings are beautiful and endings can be beautiful in a, in a, not a twisted way, but in a, a different kind of way, because you don't know what's going to happen next. If you trust that things are rigged in your favor or in the, our course of miracles that we study, there's a, a lesson that says a happy outcome to all things is sure. Mm-hmm. And this is what I go to. I have this written on a whiteboard in my kitchen because I'm in my kitchen a lot and I look at that a lot and try to remember that a lot. And I use it in my own practice, even if I can't see what the happy outcome is going to be. If I can trust that I'm the one not in charge of this, and I don't tend to be like a very controlling person anyway. So it's kind of okay for me to tell spirit, listen, you just take it over, you handle it. I am always surprised 
in the most amazing ways of how things work out because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to control it. I don't have an agenda. I don't, I will sometimes have an agenda, but I'm not, I'm not perfect in this way, but I'm just saying that in my experience, when I've said, listen, I don't know what happened here. I, I, I told you before my prayers kind of show me the gold. Yeah. Show me the gold here, not seeing it. And I developed that during the Olympics one time when <laughs> I was having a week from hell. <laughs> the Olympics were going on. I was not seeing the gold. And again, that went from, from hell to heaven in the highest order by the end of the week. I just, I just surrendered it all, relaxed into what was supposed to happen and um, just had a really, it, it really, really unfolded beautifully. That's one of the stories that's coming up in my new cookbook. It's one of the recipes. There's a recipe with a story about show me the gold. So I'll just give everyone a little teaser about that. I'm going to France um, for a, a variety of things, but I intend to finish this cookbook while I'm there. So hopefully you'll be hearing more about that from me in the future. But there's a beautiful story about show me the gold. And and not only did this beautiful recipe come out of that, a beautiful friendship unfolded that I never saw coming at the beginning of the week, never saw it coming. Mm, really? Oh, well said. Well said. I think for so many of us, it is a tricky, tricky business to believe in the gold when we look in front of us and we see this emptiness. And so therefore we feel an emptiness. It's almost like we really serve ourselves best when we have a mantra in our kitchen as you do. So our eyes can fall on that whenever we need to see it. Holidays are a time when we really, really want all of the delight to touch us and to protect us. So there are some things we can respond to and we can take action with. Really work on what is your mantra, my dear listener. It might be that you can say, I am willing to see the gold here. I am willing. Because if you are, if you can add just a little bit of willingness, you'll be surprised how far you can go with that. And speaking of a little willingness, I do want to celebrate a dear client who's, uh, he likes to call it his anonymity. We're going to expose it just for a moment here because he has in the past, so I can do it again. But he tomorrow will be celebrating something like 36 years of making choices that are in his very best interest after the previous years of not. And for 36 years, every single day, he gets up and he makes a promise that he will not take that first drink. And I think that is a wonderful, wonderful rule to live by when you know that doing it has in the past only caused you harm. Now, jumping ahead, a lot of people in their own bump clauses have not taken their own personal advice. And one of the bits of advice that I think Diana is really skilled at, some of us like, oh, I don't know, Coach Debbie does an amazingly poor job at, is this whole idea of closing chapters 
in your real life experience because it is for your best good. It's for your best good to say, this time that I had with this person or these people is coming to a close. And it is in my best interest to allow it to close. Diana, we were talking about this just the other day, and I just feel like, again, this is an area where you have insight. Would you be willing to share anything with us about the idea of closing chapters? Um, I think I, I, I like will say to people, like, I don't keep my exes, and that's something that I really don't do. Um, I when I was writing these stories, it was, it was a lot of times really like heartwarming to remember the time that I had with that person, how wonderful it was and how nice it is that it's over. Because for me personally, they, they feel like when something ends, it feels like a closed chapter now. And, and one of the biggest reasons I wanted to put bum claws out into the world is that to me, the way I wrote it is that the the contract is over now. The bump class has ended, um, and so now now you're both free. You don't know, you know, what the other person learned. That's really none of your business. You know what happened for you. You finished this little rendezvous. It's over now. Guess what? You get to move forward, and you don't have to bring that with you. Mm-hmm. This is what I think. It's it's a it's a sense of freedom that it gives you when you can close the door, close the chapter and move on. So that's, I think I'd want to say about that. Yeah. And I do want to stress that you are someone who romances life. You are not someone who just stands for the notion of chance encounters uh, for the quickest time possible and on we go it, that's not you. You are someone who is dedicated to the person who is in front of you. And so when we talk about accepting that a chapter might end, we're not, we're not in any way stressing that this is now a time to run out, open arms into your future, and find the next easy thing. This is not this is not how we're celebrating our holidays. <laughs> um, we're, we're, whatever you all are doing is what you're all doing. But we're talking about the fact that there is a soul contract with completeness, with seeing that things finish. And sometimes things finish at the holidays, you know. Sometimes uh, I, I lost... My dearest friend, uh, tomorrow is the date of of her burial. And uh, that was just a, what? You know, now, now at this joyous time of year when it just all looked like she was going to be so much better, we, we fail to see that we can be in the romance of life even when, you know, we're surprised a little bit. And, and again, it's, it's not to say we're pushing grief away or that we're jumping into the new next thing. And we're, we're really honoring that life has quick lessons. Life has lessons that stretch out for a long time in front of us. Diana's subtitle is Destined Collisions. 
this is a wonderful way of accepting that we don't have the control of our future, but we have the opportunity to respond to what's right in front of us. So with just the last couple minutes here, you're about to get on a plane tomorrow and head off to France. What message would you like to leave here with us? Um, just, I would say trust, trust, trust in the divine. This is a great time of year to really lean into that. There's, there's sometimes bumps of other, you know, bumps and joys, you know, around the holidays, this month of December can be, can be bittersweet. It can be lovely or it can be anything in between. But I think that if you feel like you have, um, a divine presence that has your back, then you can, you can handle anything. You can get your own answers. You can really enjoy life. I mean, you tell, you say that I romance life, but, but that's how I, and I, and I feel like I do that because I'm always aware that I'm held by the divine. I'm always aware that, you know, my goddess has my back. Angels have my back. I write about this in the book. And I would say that I yeah. would say beautiful holidays to everybody and please lean into that, that divine presence that's there for you. Mm, I love it. Everybody. Do you hear that? Lean in. Don't lean out of your holidays, lean into your holidays. Even if they're looking a little sketchy for a minute, lean in for that gift. Close up any chapters that might not be serving you. Get ready to expect good things to happen in your favor. Life just might be rigged for you. Diana believes it. I'm becoming a firm believer. You can join along with us. We're right here live every Thursday for you, 4 p.m. We bring you brand new topics every single week. Right now we're celebrating holidays with you, and we look forward to being with you again next Thursday. Until then, my friends, namaste. Namaste.